Welcome back to Preps Today with John Millay. Special guest today, Dan Johnson, who's winding down a lengthy stint as the activities director at Hopkins High School and will become the executive director of the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Uh, John, I'm going to defer to you. I always defer to you, but I'm really going to defer to you on this one. You know Dan, you know Dan very well. I'm going to let you take it from here. I do. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, I think it's we're kind of due for a, an AD-centric podcast here. How are you doing today, Dan? You know, it's um, it's that time of year where when the weather gets nice and we're not rescheduling, we're trying to find enough officials. Um, exactly. But it is great to see all the kids out practicing and playing and competing and being outside and just having fun. And, um, you know, we're hoping to have some good weather now to last us for a few weeks where we can get it down towards the end of the, of the regular season and, and just get this thing rolling right through the end of the year. There you go. That's it. And Jim and I, we talk about officials a lot on this podcast, and that's a topic we've mentioned the last few weeks, just as the schedules get crunched here, that, you know, officials and bus drivers, we've heard that all, all school year. And uh, But, you know, when the sun's out, that just makes everybody smile a little bigger, and hopefully we can we can get everything, everything in here. Um, let's take a dive into kind of what an AD does, Dan. How long have you been in this job? I've been at Hopkins for 26 years. In the last 23, I've been the AD. Before that, I, I came to open Lindbergh Center. That was my job when I came. And then I was also the baseball coach at that time. And um, so it's, yeah, I'm kind of the old man in the crowd. <laughs> and and you're, you and I have some similarities. Uh, you're, we're, we're not from Minnesota. You're from South Dakota. I am from Iowa. I spent some time in Arizona, came to Minnesota. You spent some time in Texas. Kind of tell us that story of, of where you grew up and how you got to where you are today. Sure. Um, I grew up in Aberdeen, South Dakota. And uh, like every kid that grew up in South Dakota, you played something every season. And um, I went to college and I went to Iowa first, obviously, which you know, is, um, I don't know why people go to Iowa, but that's okay. Looks good on your resume. That's what I think. <laughs> it really does. It was a builder. Um, <laughs> but I went back and I, I finished at Northern State in Aberdeen, South Dakota. I met my wife there. We have now been married for 39 years. And um, I wanted to coach baseball and South Dakota does not have high school baseball. So uh, my wife was agreeable to move to Texas. We stayed down there for several years. And then I wanted to coach college baseball, and she was, again, agreeable. So we moved to Nebraska for five years, and I did that and went broke doing that. Um, small college athletics is kind of tough in the, in the 90s, evidently. So, And then I came here um, in February of 96 and been doing this thing now since July 1st of 99. And I've got about two months of it left. And um, it has really, really been a fun ride, John. You know, you and I have crossed paths thousands of times when you were with the Star Tribune and then since moving over to the league. And it's those types of relationships with uh, the people like yourself and John Sherman and, you know, the David Levake and all the, the guys, Chip Scoggins and so on, and, and people that we see, Jimmy Paulson. And then we um, get to cross paths with a lot of really, really good educators and, and coaches and kids and families. And it's it's a great profession, and you know I'm I'm changing gears when I move into this MNI AAA gig, uh, but I'm working with the same population of folks, and I'm really excited about it. It's something very different for me. I've never not worked full time, 
Um, but you know, I'm, everybody says, you'll know when it's time. And, and I, I know it's time. There's, there's a lot to be done at Hopkins and somebody that's a lot smarter and a lot, you know, better on this job than I am, uh, will come in and, and we're looking forward to having Jared Ellerson, uh, the young man from, he's working at Richfield high school now as the AD and he's going to come over and be our athletic director here as of July one. Well, all I know is if they, if Jared was hired to take over from you, he's going to do a great job because you, that's what you've done, Dan. And I've told a lot of people, I was telling on Jim earlier, I said, when I think of an activities administrator, I think of Dan Johnson, because we do know each other very well. I know your wife, Lynn, very well. She used to work at the high school league and, and it was always a treat to go to Hopkins and know you were going to be there and we'd hang out and solve the world's problems and, and uh, always have a good time. So, uh, how, for you, just just to, I mean, how, when did you first start thinking about a, a job like this? Was it kind of an evolution as you coached more, you, you, you get to know ADs? I'm, I'm curious about that part of this. You know, what kind of a, what, what's the draw? What was the draw for you? Yeah, when I uh, graduated college, I went to Texas because I wanted to coach baseball. And I was there for several years. I became a, a head football, head baseball coach. And then they asked if I would be the athletic director. And I said, you know, I'm, I don't know if I'm interested in that. I don't really know what it is. And they said, well, you teach less and you make more money. And I thought, well, that was, those are two pretty good things. And so I did that. And then uh, I went to uh, Nebraska to be a ba uh, college baseball coach. And I was there for a year and I got a call from the president and he said, I'd like you to be the athletic director. And I said, I'd, I'd rather not. And he said, well, you don't have to teach at all and you can make some more money. And again, two pretty good things. So I did that. And when I came to Minnesota, I came to Hopkins and I was going to open Lindbergh Center. I just want to get into coaching baseball again. And I would, I'd kind of miss just doing that and concentrating on being a coach. And did it for two years and there I am again. And uh, I applied for the job. I, I was excited about it. And I, I have really enjoyed it every day since. I mean, it, it's... It's one of those things I never saw, you know, as a career when I got into this business. I just wanted to coach baseball and do my thing and watch my kids get bigger and so on. And it just kind of kept presenting itself. And so, you know, doing some inward thinking and <laughs> outward questioning, I, I thought maybe this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So 38 years in the business, 39 years in the business and 29 of them as an AD, I'm, I guess this is who I am. There you go. And, and you do it well for, for people who don't know what an AD does. And, and that includes me. I have never sat in that chair. Just give us the rundown. What's that job like? What are the duties? I know it's long days and a million things, but kind of give us a little brief of, of what, the, what an AD does. Sure. You know, we, we always, I talk to our assistants and we've had some great assistant ADs at Hopkins over the last two and a half decades. They're just outstanding people and great coaches, but um, you know, we talk about the, the big three that we have are schedules, officials, and transportation. That just kind of is the day-to-day -day operation. And in our office, our assistant athletic director has handled that for 23 years. We, we just kind of set things up a little differently than, than some. Um, it's not that I don't do it. It's just it works better in that group of duties. And we've been fortunate enough to have that position at our school. For those that are single AD in a building, they're doing all of that, plus they're doing, you know, the hiring and evaluation of coaches and the training of coaches and onboarding and all of the, the paperwork and technology and HR stuff. And then you're working with the eligibility is a, a long task in, in our work. 
Um, and, and especially in, a, in bigger schools where you're going through more students and so on. But it's, it's just as big a thing at, at the smallest schools. And then it's, you know, working within the community, working with your parent group, working with the media, working with the college coaches when they come around, um, working with boosters and fundraising and having events. And we're right now a couple of weeks from having our, our every other year Hall of Fame induction. And we have eight people coming in this year. And that's a, that's kind of a task, you know, but it's it's a good thing because uh, we recognize that history that we have and we, we want to make sure that we continue to do that. And you're working with um, the principal, or in, in our case, I've worked with the superintendent's office for the last 23 years. But, um, you know, it's, it's being part of the school and understanding your role within that school, um, not putting athletics on a, on a platform that would be anywhere above the academic side and, and continuing to preach that with kids and families. Um, it's managing expectations at all times. Um, and then, of course, for home events, it's managing student behavior, concessions, again, officials, uh, sports medicine and, and emergency medical services. Um, yeah, it's, it's so many things that you never think you're, you would even be involved in. And I was telling someone the other day that we had our very first home football game when I was the athletic director. And I spent three days, you know, we're playing Minnetonka, of course, this is 1999, and it's Labor Day weekend, and we've got 80 billion people in the stadium, and it's time to play. And I'm checking, and I got visiting team, and I got officials, and I got a band, and I got home team, and I got the ticket ladies, and I got the concession stand going, and we got the spirit shop going, and we kick the ball off and everything's fine and the band's playing and this young lady came to me <laughs> standing over by the concession stand just making my rounds and she said, Mr. Johnson, are the hot dogs kosher? And <laughs> I, all the blood just kind of left my body because I thought, oh my gosh, I, I don't know that I checked that because we're, <laughs> concessions was our department as well. And I go sprinting into the concession stand and I saw um, that they were Nathan's hot dogs and they were kosher produced and so on. And I, I felt such relief for that one question because I thought that's a real problem for people if that's not kosher food. So I, you know, it's just one of those things where you pick up uh, different pieces of knowledge as you go along. There you go. And, you know, I've been to your school for, you know, how many countless basketball games, football, soccer, lacrosse, baseball, softball. I've been in your wrestling room. I've been in your smaller gym for one, <laughs> one night you had gymnastics and wrestling going at the same time. And it was awesome. And you got, you do have great facilities there. Lindbergh's Lindbergh center is kind of unmatched. There's always, you know, the breakdown has some of those big all day basketball events there, but it, it's not facilities. It's people. And, you know, and you talked about your assistants that you've had, and I know a lot of them, who are ADs now, you know, have gone on to great things and, and they've been trained well. If somebody's uh, coming out from under your uh, wing there, Dan, we know they're going to do great things, but ha has the job changed in 20 some years? Has it changed a lot? What's, what's, what's different? What's new? What's, what's, what's the same? Well, I think the, the thing that hasn't changed are the kids and they are the energy of our whole department. We can win or lose, and, and regardless of, you know, records and where you finish in the conference or a tournament or whatever it happens to be, they 
bring the juice every day. They're just, uh, this is why we do this job. I could, I could skip all the paperwork and all the days and all the meetings and all the other stuff. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of ADs that say, oh, I, I just don't, I don't like the nights. I love going to the games. I just love watching the kids play. And when we're done, I'm going to head into the stadium. We've got uh, boys and girls lacrosse tonight with Buffalo. And tomorrow we've got, uh, I think we've got home baseball and softball. It's, it's just that piece that has never changed in terms of, you know, the, the energy that, that all of that brings. The, the thing that has changed a lot of, of expectation, a lot of social media, um, I think a lot of parent involvement and influence has really, really crept into our world. Uh, and some days it comes thundering down, not just creeping in. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's hard, harder uh, for coaches to have that uh, relationship with kids. We, we have the whole, you know, the relationship with the whole family now. And it, it gets a little bit more complicated. Um, and people want to be heard and they want to be understood and they want to understand what coaches and ADs are talking about. But, you know, those are the things I think the social media piece has really, really made things difficult because everything is, is so overhyped or, or it's, it's over, you know, catastrophic. It's just, you know, we can't just be, we have to overanalyze and over, overemphasize it and and that I think that makes it hard for ADs and principals and superintendents and for coaches and it's you know it, it sometimes it's a little bit more than people want and it's unfortunate that it has driven some people away sure has and speaking of that I've you know I, I deal with athletic directors yeah oh great people and I've talked to athletic directors all over the state big schools and small schools and and things that stick with me you know on the on the side of this is a difficult job is I've talked to one or two ADs from very small schools who, you know, they teach, they coach a sport or two, and their contract gives them zero hours to be an AD, but yet they're the AD. And I don't know how that happens. I can't imagine, you know, yeah, you're going to do job A, job B, and your C job is is being the athletic director, but we're not giving you any time in the day to do that, not even a free period. So it's a tough thing. And you and I both know the turnover among athletic and activity directors is just immense. I think I think the the number we use at the high school league is, you know, uh, I don't know, 30, 40 percent of the ADs in Minnesota are in their first, second or third year. There's just a constant churn. What can we do about that? I, I don't know that any, I haven't heard an answer yet, but you might you might be the guy. What, what's the issue there, Dan? And, and how do we keep ADs uh, working as ADs? Well, and you hit it on the head, John, there, the, every school is different. Um, some, you know, of the bigger schools have the opportunity and they have the volume of, of students and programs where, um, you know, having a person to run that entire thing is really almost impossible. So you, you have a, a maybe it's a clerical position or an assistant position. Um, but I have uh, so many good friends that are community ed directors and athletic directors or transportation and athletics or like you say, you know, they could be classroom teacher and coach two or three seasons and so on. And I think our change is going to have to come uh, with a lot of conversation and a lot of um, understanding with, how, a, first of all, how important the job is. 
Um, you know, when, when your school has had the chance to advance to a tournament, um, I remember when, when Freddie Saylor was, you know, out at Perm and, and Freddie's teams, it seemed like they were in the cities every week <laughs> during tournament time because they were just good at everything. And there would be Fred Saylor uh, front and center, and he would have, you know, the school credit card, and he would take care of the band and the cheerleaders and the team, and they were coming down for the duration because this is what we do. And, you know, we, it, it's important to your school. It's important to your community. And it's important that we start treating those people um, like humans because we, you know, the certification that we, we put the ADs through, through the leadership training program, um, is, is pretty rigid. And there's a lot of coursework. There's a lot of face-to-face work. There's a lot of follow-up time that's spent on it, um, not unlike a, a assistant principal or principal licensure. Um, obviously, it doesn't have the, the width and breadth of that. It's pretty specific to athletics. But that's the job that they have. And we would like to see that um, carry a little bit more weight uh, through negotiation for our, our athletic directors across the state and to be able to, to support them, uh, you know, from school to school to say, you know, this, this position means a lot. Just think if, if that person just walked out of the, the district one day and where that's left and, and what the community expectation is if you don't have that person. So now you're going to use, you know, part-time of, of five or six different people to try and catch up to it. And, you know, John, you and I were out at... Um, out in uh, western Minnesota, where did we go when we were working on the funding formula from, uh, we had legislators and we had all of the people we were uh, working on trying to get that 2% of a district budget to go towards athletics. And, you know, there were comparisons to big schools and small schools and the, the cost per student. And, you know, we look at 2% of a, of a district budget doesn't sound like very much money and in most cases it's not but about 70 percent of those kids in your school are participating in one of those activities whether that be athletics or the arts and we're just going to have to keep fighting that fight so as the school year ends you're transitioning to this new position as the executive director of the minnesota interscholastic activities administrators association as we all know mni triple a um, talk about that organization and and what your job duties will be. Well, it's um, and I've done a year now of basically shadowing Mike Beck and Ken Hubert, and those two guys, you know, both former ads, both long, long time ads, and so good at it. You know, Mike has has been in the position for twelve years, and he he just felt like that was enough, and wanted to do some different things. And so, um, I'm now going to take over when Mike sort of passes the gavel and the the main part of this is taking care of our membership um getting them involved in our state conference in march you know rallying the troops and getting as many of our ad's to go to the national conference as we can in december and then you know continuing the work that we do in our state with the leadership training program with our continuing education the new ad workshop working with the state high school league and helping our ad's and helping our coaches all the way through the programs and so on um, I'm, I'm excited about it, as you can probably tell, because they just start rambling. Oh, it's great. Oh, they're, they're lucky to have you. You're going to do a great job, too. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I was ready to retire. Everyone said, you'll know when it's time, and, and it's time. And 
So this came along and it was just perfect. I, I just thought, boy, if I was lucky enough to get my hands on something like this, this could really, really, you know, make that retirement a pretty good transition. No, you, you'll do a great job. You've done a great job for such a long time. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to walk into Hopkins High School and not see Dan Johnson. That's going to be different, but I I'll, I know where to find you, and we're not going to be strangers. So uh, appreciate all you do, Dan, all you've done, all the work you're going to do in the future, and, and you're a good friend. I appreciate it, John. And, we yeah, we've done a lot of stuff together, and I hope we can do some more going forward. I um, You know, I can probably come and hang out over at uh, 2100 Freeway Boulevard from time to time. I <laughs> I know where it's at. You know where MSHSL World Headquarters is. You, there, there are times where you've been there more than I have. Yeah. I know the secret handshake, too, as to how to get in. <laughs> so I, I think I can make it. But, yeah, and uh, we really appreciate, you know, we, we, we just really have, you know, this, this pandemic. We were talking about it today in our region meeting, how, you know, you can't have tournaments, you can't make a dollar. And we've had tournaments this year, and we've done, we've done pretty well. And. I'm guessing the league budget is in the same situation where, hey, look, there's money in the bank because we can actually sell a ticket. Yeah, things have certainly improved. We've, we've been through quite a quite a thing here, and, and things are, are much better, and I'm optimistic we're going to keep getting better, and uh, and it's, it's all good. So we're going to let you go, Dan. You've got events to get to. Uh, appreciate you joining us on the podcast here. Well, thanks for having me, guys, and I, I really appreciate it. And uh, you guys keep up the good work. Thanks so much, Dan. We do appreciate it. Best of luck to you in the future. Uh, for those sticking with us here, we're going to uh, hit a few notes from John. Then we're going to go to our most valuable teammate. As always, we do want to thank our producer, Brianne Burdett. Also want to thank Pizza Barn in Princeton. John, tell us about what's happening at Pizza Barn. Yeah, there's some, we have some breaking news from the Pizza Barn, Jim. We always talk about the pizza of the month. Well, we do have a pizza of the month for May at the Pizza Barn, but it doesn't have a name yet. So there's a contest going on. To, to name this pizza, and it's it's an interesting concept. I live in a part of the suburbs where there's a Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers restaurant not far away. Uh, I, I call it Just Chicken because they basically sell just chicken, and you can get fries and some, some piece of bread with it. And But they have this famous dipping sauce. So Jody Stay at the Pizza Bar has invented this pizza. She clearly likes the, the, saw, the secret sauce at Cane's, too. So she's created her own sauce. It's not the same thing. She doesn't have the recipe, but she's created uh, kind of a pizza barn uh, cane sauce, and they need to find a name for this pizza. So you've got the pizza barn's famous crust. Then they add the pizza barn version of cane sauce, and then that's topped with breaded white meat chicken strips, a little bit of mozzarella, and there you go. And you can get it dine-in, take-out, take-and-bake delivery. Right now, it's called the no-name pizza. But here's what you can do. You can win one of these. If you go to the Pizza Barn Facebook page, there's a couple of entries there with some videos where Jody explains this pizza. And you can you can offer your ideas. What should this pizza be named? And whoever comes up with the winning name can come to the Pizza Barn, get a free Whatever this pizza is going to be called, you'll get a free 14-inch pizza. And right now, we're planning to do our 200th episode of this podcast at the Pizza Barn next week. So maybe the winner could come in while we're there and, and uh, get that free pizza while we're there. So lots of good stuff going on at the Pizza Barn always. Their food truck business, I've told you about that. They're all over the place this week, next week. Um, go to pizzabarnprinceton.com for lots of information. You can see the menu. 
And uh, we're looking forward to getting back up there and, and doing another show from the pizza bar. And uh, if you want to stay in touch about our live shows, see the shows as they release, we recommend following us on social media, especially uh, Twitter. We're at Talk North Pod, uh, and also follow John on Twitter. He'll put the information out as well. Uh, look, tell us about TCO, and uh, oh, by the way, also the best way to listen to our network, which includes all kinds of outdoor content, great sports content, some variety content. We'll have some new additions to the network. Uh, we'll be announcing here soon. You can uh, the best way to listen is subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It is free. It's easy. You can always find all the all the information, all the shows at TalkNorth.com. Tell us about TCO, and then we'll uh, get to the most valuable teammate and everything else. You bet, Jim. Yeah, Twin Cities Orthopedics. You know, I was at the Hamlin Elite Meet. Kind of, kind of the biggest regular season track meet every year uh, last Friday night. And who do I see manning the athletic training situation? TCO, Twin Cities Orthopedic staff are there. They do a great job. And we're excited because they've opened the new state-of-the-art clinic in Brooklyn Park, part of the 610 Crossings development uh, north of the 610 off-ramp south of 96th Avenue North. I mapped it today. It's about six miles north of uh, the Minnesota State High School League World Headquarters. I can't wait to get there myself. Uh, they've got not only first-class orthopedic care, advanced imaging, and MRI, but they offer physical therapy, hand therapy, and pelvic health therapy. All that will, is available at that site. Uh, Braden Carrington, we've talked about Braden, and uh, we're going to talk to him in person from this TCO location when we do a grand opening on Saturday, May 21st. Braden is this year's Mr. Basketball in Minnesota, led Park Center to the Class 4A state championship, and we've talked about it before. He had a knee injury that could have cost him his season, but he got great care at Twin Cities Orthopedic throughout the year. They worked with him, kept that knee healthy. He's going to play at the University of Minnesota. We're excited. Um, and uh, so on Saturday, May 21st, that's the big grand opening. It's a family-friendly event, free, open to the public. Uh, there's going to be a heavy Vikings presence there with cheerleaders and Victor, the Skull Line. And as I said, we're going to talk to Braden Carrington. We're going to record a podcast from there. We'll talk to Braden and other people. There will be uh, sideline swag bags for the first 150 people. There will be Vikings memorabilia that you can win. You can tour the facility, lots of games and activities. And, of course, uh, the Pizza Barn food truck will be there just to top off a perfect Saturday, uh, May 21st. That's going to be just so much fun. Good stuff. All right, let's get back to the main part of the show now. Let's uh, let's hit some of your favorite notes of the week, John. Yeah, I've got three little brief things here. I think there may be one sentence apiece. This won't take long, and then we're going to close with uh, this week's most, most valuable teammate. Uh, the State Robotics Tournament is this Saturday. It's at Williams Arena. It's a great event. I'm going to miss it, and I've got a good reason. One of our kids who's a high school teacher, she she has wrapped up a second master's degree her graduation is Saturday down in Mankato at Minnesota State. So my wife and I will be down there for that. I'm going to miss robotics. I wish I didn't have to, but that's okay. That's a good excuse. I've had excuses not nearly as good as that one. Uh, we're going to congratulate a coach, Eileen Suter at Kirkhove and Murdoch Sunberg, recently got her 500th career win. That's a great number, especially in softball. It's a short season in Minnesota. You don't play 100 games a year. That's That's pretty good. And uh, I'm going to be at Wilmer High School this week on Thursday morning. Uh, they're having a ceremony to honor seniors who plan to become teachers. I'm looking forward to that. I've done this before, you know, pre-pandemic. A lot of schools did this, and I imagine 
a lot of schools are going to pick this up again. It's kind of like the ceremonies to honor kids who are, who are, you know, going to college and continue in athletics. Almost every school does that. It's a great thing. And I, I pushed this, this idea a few years ago. I heard of a high school in Iowa doing this, having a signing ceremony for future educators. I think it's a tremendous idea. So they're bringing it back at Wilmer Thursday morning before school. They've asked me to come and, and speak, which, which I will briefly. I, I, I don't want to bring down the IQs of everybody in the room, but I am going to speak. And uh, let's wrap it up with this week's most valuable teammate, just an, a great weekly award from the Minnesota State High School League. This week's MVT is Suad Muhammad, a senior at Chaska High School, member of the speech team. She never thinks twice about how she could be helping others. She's the kind of person who leads by pushing others above herself. With community at her center, kindness at her core, and her own impressive competitive record, she's the embodiment of the most valuable teammate award. Congrats to Swad Muhammad from Chaska for being this week's MVT. Great stuff. Thanks for getting Dan on the show. It was great to have Dan Johnson on. Thanks as always to Brianne. Uh, reminder, you follow John on Twitter at MSHSLJohn. If you're interested in coming up to the pizza barn and, and chatting with John and talking about sports and having some great pizza, uh, we will put the show information there as well as at Talk North Pod. Uh, so any other final thoughts, John? Are you good? Yeah, the sun is shining, Jim. Um, I saw I saw a tweet. I can't think of the school now. I think today we're talking here uh, Tuesday evening. Uh, a base a high school baseball team played its first game today. One of those northern schools where it has been hard. Somebody is starting their baseball season today. That's a great sign. Maybe everybody has started every spring season now. Let's hope. As Dan Johnson said, let's have have great conditions here and and knock off these last few weeks of the season, get to the spring state tournaments, and and, uh, just have fun the rest of the way. Great stuff. Thank you to everybody. Thanks for listening to TalkNorth.com, and uh, hope to see you at Pizza Bar.